Good morning and welcome to today's Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. I'm so glad you're along with us today as we dig into the Word of God and pray over it because we know that will change our lives. A special welcome to you today if you're new and um, I hope that you do subscribe, hit the notify button, like the, like the video and come back and join us day after day because we're convinced that as we get in the Word of God daily, it changes us from the inside out and transforms us into being the people God wants us to be. We've been looking at the seven I am statements of Jesus found in the, uh, the Gospel of John. All seven of these really speak to his deity. We've talked about him being the bread of life, the light of the world, the door, the good shepherd. Today, we want to look at the story of Lazarus. Quite a great story, and there's so much, it's such a rich, rich story. It's found in John chapter 11. Uh, Lazarus was the brother of Mary and Martha, and we hear of Mary and Martha at various times throughout Scripture. They're very uh, common people. As a matter of fact, Mary is the one who anointed Jesus with the oil at, uh, in preparation for his crucifixion, burial. Uh, she was the one, Mary and Martha were the ones where Mary sat in Luke chapter 10, sat at his feet and learned the word of God while Martha was busy in her preparations. And Jesus reminded Martha, 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 you're worried and bothered about so many things, but few things are necessary, really only one. And Mary's chosen the better part. What had Mary chosen that was necessary and better? She was sitting at the feet of the Lord, learning from him. Indeed, we learn that, that what a great lesson because we can be worried and bothered about so many things. There are so many things in our world to bother us, just like in her day. So many things that can go wrong. So many things that can fail. So many things that can disappoint. And Jesus said of Mary in Luke chapter 10, 38 through 42, she had chosen the better part because she sat at the feet of Jesus, calmed her soul, calmed her spirit, listened to his word, and, and uh, that's what we need to do as well. So anyway, Mary and Martha had sent word to Jesus. He was over beyond the Jordan where John had been baptizing. John the Baptist had been baptizing. And he was sent word that Lazarus was sick. Their brother, Lazarus, was sick. Could he come and heal him? And there was this urgent message. And Jesus did not come. He delayed. And people wondered, well, why not? And is it because it's dangerous there? The Jews had sought to kill him when he was over that way towards Bethany earlier. Bethany is about two miles east of the temple in Jerusalem. And it's just over on the other side of the Mount of Olives, just on the east side of the Mount of Olives. And so it was, uh, it was near Jerusalem and near where, you know, this religious zeal and the Pharisees had sought to kill Jesus. And was that the reason? No. Jesus said, I'm delaying for the glory of God. And he said, the sickness is not unto death. Well, it turns out it was unto death. It turns out that Lazarus died. And, and uh, did he die because Jesus delayed? Had Jesus come right away, could he have healed him? This, they said the man who could heal the blind and make the blind see, could he have not have healed Lazarus and prevented him from dying? Why did he delay? We learn a very, very important lesson here, that Jesus could have gone and performed a miracle and done something significant, wonderful, to save Lazarus had he gone immediately. But on the other hand, by delaying, God had something even more significant in mind. God had a greater miracle in mind. 
The disciples may not have understood this. Certainly, Mary and Martha did not understand it. Why had Jesus delayed? And so when Jesus did come, and, 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 and finally after two days, he said, told the disciples, let's go. Let's go to Bethany. And uh, he pointed out, he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. The disciples said, well, if he's fallen asleep, he'll wake up. And Jesus said, well, you don't understand. No, he's really dead. It's more than sleep. He's dead. And, um, and so we're going to go there. And they thought, that the, the, the disciples thought, well, the Jews are going to kill him. Let's go die with him. They were loyal to him. So they went and they found Martha first came and came and greeted him when she heard he had come. She wept, she cried, and was so glad that Jesus had come, so glad that he'd come to visit them. And then she called for Mary, and Mary came, and Mary is a, a gentle soul and a sincere soul, and asked the question, Jesus, why didn't you come earlier? You could have saved him. Why didn't you come earlier? Have you ever wondered that? God, why didn't you answer our prayer? Why didn't you show up on time? Why didn't you... Do what we are hoping for. You could have made the difference here, God. Why didn't you? And Jesus basically says to her in verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. Your brother will rise again. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me shall never die. And, and if he dies, he will live again. And she says, well, I know he's going to rise in the resurrection the last day. But Jesus had something more in mind. When he spoke of being the, 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 the he, he himself was the resurrection and life. He had something more in mind. The people were gathering around and they were weeping. Mary was weeping. Martha was weeping. And Jesus was, the Bible says, was deeply moved and he began to weep. Quite a, quite a story. I don't know how you picture Jesus. I don't know how human he is in your eyes. You know, he knew he was going to raise him from the dead. He knew that a miracle was coming. He knew that it was all going to end up well. He certainly could have, you know, in his mind, he could say, hey, calm down, it's all going to be good. That's what I would have tended to do. I'm kind of an optimist, but Jesus, he wept. He entered into their suffering. He entered into their pain. And he wept with them at the loss. And, and he was, the Bible says he was deeply moved, deeply grieved. And so he did what Jesus would do because he's not only the resurrection of life, he is the prince of life. I don't know if you realize this, no one ever remained dead in Jesus' presence. No one. Whenever Jesus encountered a dead person, several times, I think three or four times in Scripture, whenever he encountered a dead person, he raised him from the dead. And indeed, even on the cross before the two, between the two thieves, he died before they did. No, no account in Scripture ever has a person remaining dead in the presence of Jesus. He is the resurrection and the life. And so he said, roll aside the stone that's blocking the tomb. And Mary says, or Martha says, Lord, I mean, he's been dead four days. The stench will be terrible. And Jesus said, did I not say to you, that if you believe, you will see the glory of God. What an awesome verse. Did I not say to you, and Jesus says this to us today, did I not say that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? We often want it the other way around. We say, Father, show me and I'll believe. Jesus says, believe and I'll show you. 
Let me repeat that because this is vitally important in our lives. We say, show me and I'll believe. I hear this all the time on campus. If God would just come down and appear to me right here, I'd believe in him. You know, if God would show me a miracle, I'd believe in him. If God, you know, if, if God show me and I'll believe, prove it to me. And God says, you believe and you'll see the glory of God. And so they rolled the stone away. Was it an act of faith? I'm sure it was, although I'm, I, I don't know if any of them were really believing other than Jesus. But they rolled the stone away and Jesus cried out, Lazarus, come forth. And he came forth out of the grave. Can you imagine? What, what would you, how would you have thought if you were Mary or Martha right at that moment? You'd gone from weeping and grief and the, the concern of the, you know, here evidently they were not married and they were still under the care of Lazarus. And in a day like that, uh, you know, what, what would await a, a, a single woman who had no husband and who was dependent upon her brother for sustenance and so forth? And he died. The weeping, the fear, and he comes forth from the grave. What would you have thought if you were the disciples? I mean, you'd seen Jesus, you know, heal the lepers and the, and the blind, but to raise the dead? To raise someone who'd been in the grave for four days? What must have the crowd have thought that had gathered around? Because there was a crowd there. And indeed, it was a miraculous event. Word spread quickly. The, the, the Pharisees said... <clears throat> We can't let this go on. Everybody's going to believe in him. Rome's going to come and crush us. And that was when they said, we must kill this man. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? He had just raised the dead. And the Pharisees said, we've got to kill him. He'd just done a good deed. And they responded with an evil deed. Sometimes this happens, my friends. Sometimes if you're going to be hated, let it be because you did something good. It's what we saw in 1 Peter, right? If you're going to be persecuted or hated or slandered, don't let it be because you were a gossip or a thief or, or you know, you are a bad person. Let it be because you were a good person. And indeed, in a fallen world, it seems like no good deed goes unpunished. No good deed goes uncriticized. No good deed goes, uh, you know, without being opposed don't let that stop you. Do what's good. Let your life be filled with what's good. And if you get criticized for it, know you have a great reward in heaven. Amen? Well, you know, the story doesn't really end there because if you go back in a couple chapters, we read in John chapter 5, verses 28 and 29, Jesus is speaking about how God the Father had given him all judgment and that he was now he was the, the judge of our soul, and he was, shall we say, the equal of his father, or we would say one with his father. And Jesus, in, des in describing his deity and this, his, this oneness with his father, he said, Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming in which all who, hear the, all who are in the tombs will hear the voice of the Son of God and will come forth. Those who did the good deeds to a resurrection of life. Those who did the evil deeds to a resurrection of judgment. We're all going to have our Lazarus moment. 
we're all going to have that time where just as Lazarus heard Jesus cry out, Lazarus, come forth, and he did come forth. Ours will be an eternal resurrection. Lazarus, of course, died again. Ours will be an eternal resurrection. Every voice, every person will hear the voice of the Son of God and will come forth. Some to a resurrection of eternal life and glory, some to a resurrection of judgment. My friends, I hope you're prepared. That day could be sooner than we realize. It could be coming soon. We look around our world and, you know, a lot of us say, is, is all that's happening in our world, is it just a precursor to get, is it just all preparing us for these last day events? Is the clock ticking down to the second coming of Jesus Christ? I sure hope so. And I hope you're ready. And I hope that your faith is in Jesus. And I hope your life is known for, uh, that, that your life is filled with things that will count and last for all of eternity. This is how we want to live our lives. So I want you to be living your life. So I want you, I want to be living my life. This is what we want to pray about today. And so join me if you would. And, um, and I'm also going to pray today, just an announcement on my part, my good friend, Rich Suplita, who's on staff with TSCM, is in town today. We've not seen one another in quite some time with this pandemic. But we, uh, Rich and I, Rich is a, a, a brilliant person and a lot of fun to talk to. And I've been wanting to um, begin some sort of an online podcast, YouTube, whatever, in which we address current events from a theologically conservative Christian point of view. And this is what we're planning today. So I'm going to pray for that because I think I think we have lots to say. And I, I know you, a lot of you here on this uh, live stream with me have asked that I would speak and address some of the things that are going on in our country today. And, and so we're going to hope to develop a, uh, a platform to do that. So let's pray today. Jesus, the resurrection and the life. Let's pray for this. And, uh, and here we go. You ready? Father in heaven, we thank you for your son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, who else ever raised the dead? Muhammad never raised the dead. Buddha never raised the dead. Krishna never raised the dead. There's never been anyone to do the things that you did. Jesus, you have no equal. You are, you and the Father are one. You are God come in the flesh and you proved it over and again. When you fed the 5,000 and claimed to be the bread of life and now, Jesus, you continue to feed the souls of all who come to you. All throughout the world. Lord, what a miracle that you fed 5,000. What a greater miracle that you're feeding hundreds of millions day by day, feeding our souls. Jesus, you're the light of the world, and you shine brightly, and you deliver us from the darkness. Every one of us who follow you, you deliver us from the darkness. Jesus, you, you are the one who is the door, and we acknowledge that you're not a door, you're not a way in, you're the way in. No one else ever made the way for us to enter the kingdom of God, enter into eternal life, than you. Jesus, we confess you're the good shepherd. We listen for your voice. We listen for your voice because you alone can guide us in life. We need, we need a shepherd. Lord, there's hirelings out there. There's false shepherds out there. There's bad shepherds. There's, there's greedy shepherds. You're the only shepherd who laid down your life for us and took it back up again. 
Jesus, you are indeed the resurrection and the life. Who else ever raised the dead? Who else could have ever said, roll that stone away and Lazarus come forth? No one, no one could have ever done such a thing. And we thank you, Jesus, you stand alone, you're unique, and you are our Christ, you are our Lord, and you are our Savior. We acknowledge the day is coming, and it could be soon, in which we and all who are in the tombs will hear the voice of the Son of God, will hear your very voice crying, come forth, and we will come forth. Lord, we will come forth. And some of us to a resurrection of eternal life and glory and others to a resurrection of judgment. We thank you, Father, that you've made a way for sinners to be forgiven. And we claim that our hope is Jesus Christ. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. Lord, our good deeds merely demonstrate where our faith is. Our good deeds merely demonstrate that our hope is in Jesus Christ. We thank you that you have given us a new life, made us new people. Oh, Lord, I, how I pray today our life, every one of us here would be characterized by a faith in Jesus Christ, a faith that says that truly lives as if the promise, if you believe, you'll see the glory of God, that we would live today with a faith that brings forth your power, your goodness, your glory. And it, and it surrounds us with goodness and mercy wherever we go. Lord, that you, we would live today in a way that your hand is upon us and revealed through us. We will believe today and see the glory of God. Lord, we, we will live with good deeds today because we are followers of the King. Help us also today, Lord, though, to be patient. Lord, that the day of I think of how Jesus, you did not go immediately to heal Lazarus, but you waited because you had a bigger miracle in mind. And sometimes, Father, we confess that we ask, and even now we're anxious for the return of Christ, the second coming, and yet we wait. We wait. And it doesn't come in the time that we would have hoped for. Lord, I, I was hoping for you to come back way back 40 years ago, but we wait. And in the meantime, you have a greater plan. You have a desire you're going to work out. Just as you waited to go heal Lazarus and raise him from the dead, you have a greater miracle. Help us to be alert. Help us to be aware. Help us to be, be present. Lord, add to your kingdom. Add the, the, the people who will be saved. Help us to be looking for and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord, but to be waiting patiently. We pray, Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus, but we wait patiently while you can continue to do your work and fulfill your plan in your good timing. So we bless you today. We thank you. Fill us with your spirit. Fill us with your joy. Use us today. Lord, I want to pray today, particularly for Rich and I, as we brainstorm and plan. And we are so concerned, Lord, that the body of Christ, as Christians, we, we know what's happening in our world and, and that we know the Christian response to it the Christian action, the Christian um, way of thinking. And Lord, our, our, we, we just see such an invasion of false ideas into our culture and even into the church. And so I pray you'd help us uh, know how we can combat this with truth 
wisdom. So give us, help us today as we, as Rich and I work on this planning. We bless you today, Lord. We pray today. I just also want to continue to pray for our friends, Italy, the Mayburgers, who continue to suffer from this COVID. And for all, Lord, who are ill today, bring them healing, comfort, turn their eyes on you. And, uh, and we, we look to you, Jesus, as the healer, whether you, whether you use medicine, medical treatment, or just supernaturally intervene. We pray for this, and we bless you. Thank you for hearing our prayer now. And it's in Jesus' name we come to you and pray. Hallelujah. Maranatha, come quickly, we ask, in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Thank you for joining me today. and God bless you. I hope to see you back again tomorrow. We'll be here again. We're here every morning, 8.30 a.m., but you can listen to the podcast or you can watch later on YouTube. If you do the podcast, you search for The Tom Short Show on Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms and uh, help spread the word if you would. I pray that more and more people will be joining us in prayer. Help spread the word. Make it a commitment to be here every day. And let's make some commitments. So let's make some real efforts to try and invite a friend or two. Family, small group, church. Invite your pastor. Uh, invite anyone that you think would benefit from the daily input of the Word of God. And that's just about everybody, okay? You have a blessed day. Walk in the Lord. Let your life be filled with, with the goodness of God today, okay? We'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.